Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to Kingdom Life with Prophetess Alandis Porter. This show is designed to feed and nourish kingdom leaders to reflect the heart of God. Listen and be blessed. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Kingdom Life Live with Apostle Landis Porter. I appreciate you all for coming in today. You have tuned into the Release the Word Radio Network, and we're so happy to have you back again today. Um, we've been talking about kingdom life itself, uh, not just I know that's the name of the show, but we actually want to talk about how we live and how God expects us to live and how he wants us to walk and what attributes we are to have and what our responsibilities are. So there's so much entailed in that. And we've been just going through things one by one, uh, breaking it down. We're trying to not make it too complicated because we want you to be able to get it um, as we put it out there. So today we're going to continue uh, talking about life in the kingdom. And uh, we're going to uh, just just begin to go through what our lives are to be like as kingdom citizens, and then we'll take it from there. Uh, we're going to um, even go past that just so you all know what to look forward to. We're going to be going through um, attributes of our kingdom responsibility like love, forgiveness, compassion, mercy, all different kinds of attributes that God has that he um, expects and, and, and wants us to have as his children and as citizens in the kingdom of God. So I'm going to take a real quick break, and then we'll come right back, and we're going to go right into the lesson. We'll be right back. This keeps me going. On those days when I feel like giving up, fire.
is yours. God's already pre-approved you for it. Come on, Bacardi. I believe that my God is a healer. Yes, he is. And I believe that I will survive. Oh, I, I believe that God is able. All right. We're back. For those of you who are just tuning in, you've tuned in to Kingdom Life with Apostle Alandis Porter, and you've tuned into the Release the Word Radio Network. We've been talking about um, our kingdom citizenship and our responsibilities in the kingdom, but today we're going to even take it a step even further because we want you to know what life is like in the kingdom. So today's um, Topic is life in the kingdom And our scripture Foundational scripture will be Galatians chapter 6 Verses 4 and 5 And I'm going to read this out of the message version of the Bible Sound a little different for those of you who are reading in the King James But it says this Make a careful exploration of who you are And the work you have been given And then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. So we're going to explore that. We're going to explore what God requires, and, you know, we're going to talk about our lifestyle. We're going to talk about um, the laws in the kingdom. We're going to talk about, you know, how how do we really live this life? So let's talk about living the laws um, of the kingdom. So what about the concept of the kingdom of God being in our hearts? Uh, we talked a little bit about this last week um, because the Bible tells us that the kingdom of God is right. Ra- Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost Of course, that can only live on the inside of you So that is to live in our hearts Because God is in our hearts And we are to share what is on the inside of us The scriptures show us that this subject should be on our minds All the time Because we are supposed to be praying For the kingdom of God to come as in Matthew 6 and 10, because Jesus told us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he says that in verse 33. And then he goes on to tell us, and all those things shall be added unto you. So that means if we do God's business and we take care of what God wants us to take care of, he'll take care of our business, and we won't have anything to worry about because we'll have done everything that we knew to do that God has required of us. Because, you see, when we repent of our sin, we are baptized and we begin being led by the Holy Spirit. So that's something we voluntarily have placed ourselves under the laws and under the authority of the kingdom of God. Uh, Paul's description of this uh, 
life, he was being held as a prisoner in Rome. And he said God delivered him from the powers of darkness and translated him into the kingdom of his son. And he did that by the love of God, through the love of God, which is Jesus' sacrifice, his life for us, so that we could come into the kingdom. You can't come without Jesus. And you can take a look at that in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. So is there, there is a sense of us being symbolically uh, conveyed or translated, whichever one you prefer to say, into the kingdom. Uh, that's how we come into the kingdom when we commit our lives. And our, primarily, uh, our primary allegiance is to God after that. God govern, instruct, um, lead, order, every part of our lives. And there is a difference between you accepting Jesus in your heart, and, and that's where you do Romans 10, 9, and 10. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart the Lord Jesus, you know, and I accept him into my heart and I become saved. But there's a difference between you allowing him to become Lord of your life. When you allow him to become Lord, that means I allow him to govern every part of my life. You know, even those parts where you don't want nobody else to see, you don't want anybody else to touch, you give him those parts too. And that requires yielding. And what I mean by that is you've got to let the walls down. You've got to lay your heart at his feet and be transparent before him and give him all your craziness, all your foolishness, the pretty stuff, the ugly stuff, the secret stuff, all of it. And when you do that, you you're become effective and you become effective citizens in the kingdom. You are able to be that example. You are able to be that light and that salt that he talks about. That's what he means when he says we are conveyed or translated into the kingdom. That means we got a new mindset. Romans 12 and 1 says we are no longer condemned. Enemy, which is Satan, he is no longer able to take your life and do what he wants to do with it because now you're under new management. You're under new ownership. God is now governing your life. You're no longer under the world kingdom and the world system where where it's do what you want to do and do whatever feels good because in the kingdom, you are led by the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, and you are led by the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit of God tells you to do just the opposite of what the kingdom of this world would dictate to your life and what the flesh dictates to your life. You you don't lie, cheat, and steal anymore because those are characteristics of the devil. He comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. So anything that is coming to your life to do that, 
anything that in your life that is doing that, that's from the devil himself. So we've got to know the characteristics of our enemy as well as the characteristics of our king. And we have to know what those laws are and who our allegiance is to. We have to keep that in mind. I put it this way. Every day, all day, we should be practicing God's presence in every situation, in every conversation. Um, I have a habit of doing this, and and I think it's a a great gauge, and I'm just going to give a personal testimony about how I live in the kingdom and how I allow God to govern my life. I do like a self-examination almost every day. I go over my day, most of the time right before I go to bed, and I think about, Lord, did every conversation I had glorify you? Did it bring you glory? Did I say anything or, or do anything today that would have embarrassed you or brought you shame or it didn't bring light to anybody? I didn't speak life. I didn't give life in that circumstance. I didn't do that in love. I wasn't practicing your attributes in that particular situation. And I try to examine myself because we can even examine ourselves when we read the Word of God, the Bible, it examines us. So when that happens, so when we begin to ask God, that was ugly. I didn't think that represented you well. Lord, take that from me. Give me the grace to walk in this better next time. I don't need to talk about that anymore. So take that from me. And if it means that you remove certain individuals from my circle or from my life to do so because I'm I'm going to keep getting pulled into that or keep um, – going over, you know, that over and over or or getting situations that I don't need to be in, then that's the prayer that you need to pray. Lord, have me where you need to be. I need to be. Let me say what you need to say, whether it be, you know, in conversation with others. If I'm in the wrong tribe of people or I've got the wrong friends, give me some new friends. Send me some people of like faith. Send me some people who are going in the same direction that I'm going. Or, Lord, change me so that I become the light and and they no longer can pull me in to what they're doing, but I'm pulling them into what I'm doing. So that can be done two ways. So, But we've got to become transparent before God and we have to allow him to do that in our lives. And the laws of God and and the attributes of God, it helps us to walk by the power of the Spirit of God. And, And two of the attributes of God is love, is one of them, and having a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 tells us, Um, God gives us the ability to live by God's laws 
even though we are still human with human weaknesses. It tells us those who are led by the Spirit of God are called the sons of God, and that's Romans 8 and 14. This same spirit to love that empowers us to to um, not be yielding to our weaknesses, but to walk in the strength of God, it empowers the church to fulfill its commission to be witnesses and to allow the gospel to go forth throughout all the world. So we have the opportunity to taste or experience the powers of God, even the ones in the age to come. And that's found in Hebrews 6, 4, and 5. Now, some of you may question, so how do I really, really enter into this kingdom citizenship? How do I kingdom of God? Because the Bible speaks of our citizenship as being in heaven after we are baptized into the kingdom of God, which that is when we confess Christ. That's found in Philippians 3 and 20. And it tells us in order to enter the kingdom of God as humans and as we are on this earth, we must be changed from flesh and blood into spirit, from mortal into immortal. And and that's what the Spirit of God does for us. He brings us into a place where we can walk in the Spirit so that we are no longer ruled by the kingdoms of this world. But when we just read that and say, okay, Lord, you said that we are to walk in the kingdom of God and we are to pray that the kingdom of God come. And some people mistake that and they look at it at a perspective that it really doesn't make sense when you, if you look at it logically. But what God is saying is, and I'll put it in plain English for you, when, he, when we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that means God has a go-between. That means he has a representative on the earth. And that's you. We are the middleman. And I love the way one of my pastor friends said it when he preached the message. Work the middle. We are to work the middle. We are to be that middleman. We are the ones praying heaven to earth. We are the ones bringing God's voice to the world. We are the ones touching someone with the touch of God. Let him be your hand. Let him be your feet. Let him be your voice. Let him be your life. And that's how we allow the kingdom of God to come. But we have to allow that to happen first in our hearts, in our minds. We have to become those citizens so that that can be established on the earth like God wants it to. 
He wants us to be those representatives. Just like the scripture I read at the beginning, make careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. Then sink yourself into that. Know that each and every one of us have a purpose. We have an assignment. You were sent here to solve a problem. You are the answer to someone else's problem. That's on the inside of you. That's in the book you're writing. That's in the radio show you're hosting. That's in your periscopes. That's in your Facebook Live. That's on your social media. That's in your children's books. That's in your message you preach on Sunday morning or Bible class on Wednesday night or in your conversation at work when you're giving your testimony about how God healed you. It's in everything you do when you allow God to be your hands, be your feet, be your voice. Live through your life. That's what he wants us to do. But we've got to know just who we are, that we are kingdom citizens. We are representatives of him. So when we love on somebody, he's loving that person through you. He's showing mercy to that person through you. And how do we get there? Through prayer, through reading our Bible, through constant communication with the Father. And and there's one prayer that could practice that could help you do it all. And that's Lord help me to practice your presence. Because what that will do, that will cause you to be mindful of God in your environment at all times, no matter whether you're having a conversation with the president or with someone on Skid Row. God can still be in it. He can still use you. Even when you feel like, oh, I'm not qualified. None of us are qualified at first, but he qualifies the calling. He qualifies you. Your sonship and your daughter's, You become qualified when you come in the kingdom. He gives you the power to do and be what you are. So you've got to know that. You've got to know that God has put something special on the inside of you that is like no one else's. Someone is waiting on you to speak to write, to come in and just be there, to hug on them. They're waiting on you to be in that shelter passing out food. They're waiting on you to come um, down the street and just say hello. Jesus has been that smile that you give to someone today. So I'm going to let you think about that. And I'm going to take another short break, and then we're going to sum up this lesson. I'll be right back.
All right, we're back. I, I I hope you're letting that song really minister to you because really life in the kingdom is about worship. God wants to make our life worship. He created us to be praise unto him. God is, is is very selfish when it comes to humanity. He created us to bring him glory. He created you just for him. And if we live in his presence, it means our lives chase after him. So when you ask the question, how do I become effective in the kingdom? How do I get where you are? I get that question a lot. How did you get here? My praise became my weapon. When trials came in my life, when tests came up, when people came up against me, I spent my time in his presence, and that's where I live. I live there in my conversation. I live there in the way I live, in the way I communicate with others. I let that speak for God. And I and I allow him to be present in it all. That's how you have successful life. 
in the kingdom. So I hope this lesson has blessed you. I encourage you to get in his presence and live there. Make your life worship unto God. I encourage you to chase him today. So until next time, be blessed and keep living in full effect for the king. God bless you. If you were blessed by this program and would like to learn more about our products and services, connect with us on Facebook at Kingdom Advancement Global Ministries. Follow us on Twitter at KAG Ministries or visit us on the web at KAGMinistries.com. 